Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week's episode, new episode, y'all, of What's the Word with Willette. I am back for part two with my guest, Tanya Carter. Yes. Yes, ma'am. She is back. And we are continuing the conversation, um, talking about her book, dealing with leadership skills. It's honing in particularly with girls 13 to 18, but it's really for anyone in any age group. Um, so far, we've dug into about three chapters. So we're just going to dive right back in uh, with what I believe is chapter four, which is needs and wants. Uh, the question I have here is, is it possible to have your needs and wants within your career or is your career something you do, you know, to pay the bills, have insurance and in your spare time is where you truly live out your purpose? Absolutely. There's overlap there. Um, there are times when they don't overlap, but let's say I don't want to spend the time or money for, say, a certification. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be considered for the promotion I want, I need the certification. So when you find your passion aligns with your strengths, your career actually doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> something you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it intersects at home and at work. Mm-hmm. This is why I encourage young women to explore in high school those different things get exposed to different things so that the two are not so diametrically opposed. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. The next chapter is it's, it's called no stuff. So when I saw this and it, it may not have to do with anything, what I was saying, thinking here, but when I saw that, I immediately thought, huh, do you believe women um, need to know everything per se? Uh, sometimes it seems like certain groups of women need to have 10 degrees before anybody will listen to them. And even then, sometimes what they say gets dismissed. Um, and I've seen, I've, I've actually seen that for myself. I've been a witness to that. And, and it's just like your counterparts can say the same thing. And it's like, Oh, that was great. And you're like, I just said that. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure if that uh, intersects at all or overlaps at all with the chapter, but one, tell me your thoughts on that, and then if you can tie it into um, what no stuff uh, may give us a glimpse of. Right. I I absolutely agree that based on something I said earlier is the fact that people tend to go in a direction of where they feel comfortable, where their filter says mm-hmm. this is what it should be, mm-hmm. uh, and, and don't often lean into their own discomfort uh, in looking at something different. So we find ourselves in a position when we are, and this is where it's really key, support and mentorship is key. Mm -hmm. We don't do life solo. So why to put the onus on ourselves 
to get ahead, meaning we value education, so we keep putting more education on it. But uh-huh. what if the organization you work for doesn't value additional education like you do? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What if they want more real-time experience? So you find yourself thinking, okay, I have five degrees. How come does this how come this person got farther than I did? Uh-huh. But if you had a mentor who understood who you are and they can help you better navigate the organization towards more responsibility or leadership and their guidance. That's what's helpful. Honing skills isn't always about say formal education and additional degrees. It can also be about shadowing exposure to similar industries, volunteering your time someplace else in ways that can gain experience and expanding knowledge. But no stuff is about making sure to expose yourself to similar things, uh, widening and broadening your your base of knowledge. That way, when people reach out and say, you know, this person really has what I'm looking for, it's because you've taken the time to expose yourself to other information that would be helpful or going to get that certification. When you do find that they value the formal education, then you go out and get it. But we have a tendency, women do, because we're perfectionists, is we start to get that perfect framed plan together because there's an expectation that from a meritocracy, I have all of this. Why aren't you looking at me? Uh But I did that myself Uh because I looked at it and said, this is what success looks like without really engaging anybody else. So if you don't engage those people that are in roles that can sponsor you uh, or support you or mentor and coach you, then there's no amount of the number of degrees that you have that can help you move the needle with, for your leadership journey uh, without that support. That's interesting. You said that I, I was think I think of two things uh, when you say that, because some, I, I know a young lady, very intelligent, very smart. And she, I do look, I'm like, man, she hasn't moved up. And she recently just not necessarily moved up, but got a job at like this elite prestigious school. And I was like, man, it was just took her a long time, but I am a believer. So I do interject sometimes my beliefs and I'm just like, you know, pride comes before the fall, like a humble heart gets you so much further. And, and I'm saying, I'm talking to myself here because I, I have seen some things. I'm like, come on, you know, but you always need to look within yourself. How can I better myself? How can I do things differently? How can I be a better Willat? Or if, you know, you were to say to yourself, how can I be a better tiny? Like always look at yourself instead of like uh, of what you can improve instead of what you need to disprove in somebody else, you know, because it, it, it's not uh, correlating in your lane and kind of working the way you want it to work. So I think that's a powerful note that you said. Um, I believe you mentioned volunteer mentoring and coaching Are Do you think those are ways to hone in on your leadership skills? Because I do know as well, uh, some people try to stay connected to that powerful person who is in charge because then there you will gain favor with them. So do you think with honing in on some of the things you've already mentioned uh, to help get leadership skills, uh, get to that greatness, uh, that level um, of. How do I want to word that? Um of appreciation, being satisfied with where you are. Do you think you get that from 
the the skills that you hone in on with leadership, like the volunteering that you were saying, having a coach, having a mentor, knowing how to uh, follow and then, you know, have a chance to lead um, or do or do you think or do you think it's an and or like you have those things, but it's also good to know somebody as well uh, because they can kind of help you move up, too, because I see I see that a lot. Yeah, I I think it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You can gain again. My values may be that education is a significant part. And I'll say that honestly, for me, I need to understand the why. Uh And when Uh I understand the why, I feel like it helps me be a better leader. So that's something that I need for myself to, to be comfortable in my own skin as a leader. Uh But I also need to understand what my leadership values, because it may not completely marry with what I think is good for me uh-huh. because it's called personal professional development. Uh-huh. I can have a, be able to tell you what I desire for myself personally uh-huh. in my leadership growth, uh-huh. but it has to match the business objectives, the business um, level of need, you know, what I'm looking for and what they're looking for. You got to find a way to marry the two so that you can get that win-win of uh-huh. being successful. So when you look at your values and you match them up with theirs, how similar are they? When they don't match, you're going to find a rub. And that rub is going to either prevent you from being to the levels of success that you want uh, or the other way around that. That's where the, it's important to have a someone who has navigated the organization successfully. That's where it's important and not just the organization you're in, but others. I honestly have had a mentor, a coach or a mentor in every location I've gone to and Mm -hmm. I'm still connected with them. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can tap into them and say, here's a situation. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they will give me the guidance I need. So they may not even be in a position to pull me up. Mm-hmm. But they are a sounding board and they're there for advice. And it's important to have both of those in order to be successful. So it's it's not just who you know. It is what you know. And that's why it's important to broaden your knowledge by honing your skills and knowledge. So one thing I definitely got from that one, you need to listen. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of times we don't want to do that. We think we know it, don't want to hear it. So I, I definitely hear you on that. You need to listen. But I will say when you said sometimes there's a rub there when you see that you don't it, nothing does align with that said leader. What then do you do? Do you get yourself in a posture and be like, look, I need to fix this and find some way to connect to this leader because I do want to move up. Or do you say, you know what, maybe I'm just going to stay over here in my lane and maybe, you know, just be comfortable here or go somewhere else or, you know, that's kind of extreme, like, you know, leaving your job just because you're not jiving with your supervisor. But I mean, because clearly, you know, we just can't drop things and do that. But how do you marry that? Like if you clearly see, oh, we definitely don't have anything in common, but you you want to coexist, if anything, with the person. Right. I would I would first say it depends. And that's that's a lot of times what an answer you'll hear because you have to understand where you are. Mm-hmm. If you have tried everything and it's not working, it may be best for your mental health <laughs> to, 
to step away. Yeah. I never recommend that that's the first option, Mm -hmm. but I do recommend that, you know, finding something else that is a better fit Mm -hmm. may be the answer. Mm -hmm. But the first thing you got to do is evaluate what is going on here. Where is the rub? Where Mm -hmm. is the disconnect? Ask five whys. Mm. Ultimately, you'll get to the true source of the reason why there's a rub. Mm -hmm. If you can understand the gap, you can often come up with a plan and even partner with somebody to try to close those gaps. Uh, one way is that I use is the it's your needs, my needs, what's required. Hmm, that's often good. people only look at what do I need to be successful? What do I need to achieve my goal? But they don't stop to ask the person that they're having a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, and you understand what the common goal is for both of you, then you can often close the gap. And I think that that's that's why it's so important to try different things Mm -hmm. to see if the situation can be resolved with this person, this relationship can be strengthened so that you don't feel like there's a rub. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm getting nuggets too, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So the next chapter is Stronger Than You Think. Do you believe as women, we just have to have this inner strength inside of us, like just this born given inner strength um, that we are strong for everybody? Because many times I feel like we're strong for everybody. Nobody's strong for us. (laughs) And, you know, I will tell you, I know so many women. We are strong. We have an inner strength that you would not believe. But there are times when we rely solely on that inner strength mm-hmm. and it can be oppressive. Mm-hmm. We all have it, but it gets stretched and pulled. Uh, and and, then, and we can't just rely on that alone. We were not meant to live life alone. Mm-hmm. So it's important to lock arms with lo- uh, like-minded people, supportive individuals to get through tough times together. But we don't always do that. Strength is important, but it's not the only thing. Giving or receiving compassion and empathy to the most trusted individuals helps to offer some balance to that. Different situations require different responses. So it's important to make sure that it's not just about strength, me exerting my strength. Sometimes it's about stepping back. Sometimes it's going to talk to somebody. But we often rely on that inner strength to be able to do it. I know somebody who fought for everything. Mm. Everything was a battle. Mm. It started in high school and it continued through life. Mm-hmm. It was hard to unlearn when the times didn't require her to fight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, in order to get that desired outcome. The formative years for uh, was where that opportunity for a trusted advisor to step in and say, hey, you need to step back. You know, ask them. Why are there times when you respond to a situation that requires finesse versus a strong hand and getting them to figure out that you don't always have to fight. You don't always have to be the strongest one in the room, Mm -hmm. but it's important to ask the question though, then what's the right approach in this situation? And do I have some reliable people that I can count on that will be my sounding board? you know, versus me just 
you know, bulldozing right through this with my own inner strength. <laughs> so, so with that, do you think there's a concept of being too strong? And and I I don't think it's the fact that it's too strong. I think it's more along the lines of relying on it at times when it's not as needed. Mm-hmm. So it's just recognizing when the the most appropriate response and and not relying on self. Because uh, I do find that women, I can do this. I, I've got this. You know, does it have to be I? Can it be we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Sure enough. And and that brings me actually to my next question, because you you mentioned you were not alone. That's actually the next chapter. So many people, they say, oh, I'll help you. I'll mentor you. And then when you need them, they know what to be found. Sometimes I feel like it's a crabs in a barrel type of mentality. Um, why do you believe this mentality exists and, and how do you think it can be eradicated? Or do you think it can be eradicated? Yeah, I don't know if it can be eradicated, but I think a big part of finding a mentor is finding the right mentor, mm-hmm. somebody who gets you, somebody mm-hmm. who commu- communicates like you, sees you and appreciates you for who you are. And when, you, when you're just matched up in a mentorship program with somebody, it may not work. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have uh, people who have been my mentors for years is because along the way I've I've had coaches and, and, and mentors and guides, but the ones that stuck were the ones who understood me and understood where I was coming from and that we had a great relationship. Even when we would go years without talking, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we'd be talking again. It was like we talked a week before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the part of why there's that crab in a barrel kind of mentality is that there's not a true match mm-hmm. to the person. And so you, they don't seem to really have a vested interest or it's, it's a short-term relationship for a one specific purpose. It's not a long-term. And as soon as it resolves itself, as soon as the achievement's been made, then you don't have a connection with that person mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. weren't really a match. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. So the next chapter is called Emotions Aren't Bad. When I saw this, I felt many times women are told not to express themselves or don't get too emotional. You'll be labeled a head case aggressive, you know, in a lot of cases. Um, how can, you know, we avoid not allowing society to put these labels on us and dim our light or silence our voice? Well, I, I have really strong feelings about this because emotions are natural. Yeah. I mean, for anybody, mm-hmm. emotions are just a natural response. Mm-hmm. The first thing you do is feel something. <laughs> so, so emotions are natural, but how we convey them is where we start to get labels. Mm-hmm. So when we understand the recipient or the situation, it should help us tailor how we communicate, how we feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where the issue comes in. Okay. So our voices have to be heard. Mm-hmm. You have to remove the static, though. Like I talked about with the transmitter receiver, mm-hmm. you got to get rid of the static. So that means at least sharing your emotions to match the person or situation or, cu- or, or culture. Anger is an appropriate response to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadness is too. But the question after you take a deep breath, is, well, okay, what can I do or say that's going to help to achieve the best outcome or affect some kind of positive change? Mm -hmm. 
then choose that particular direction. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be perfect, but when you're socially aware, it really does help to learn what works so that you can get across what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid, though, to speak your mind when it when you find the match. You know, if you know what you want to say and you figure out the best way to convey it, don't hold back. Mm-hmm. Say what you said. Tell your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw something today and this is the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I saw something today on the female lead mm-hmm. and I loved it. And it said this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it so I don't mess it up to the women who are labeled aggressive, mm-hmm. keep being assertive, bossy, keep on leading difficult keep telling the truth Mm -hmm. too much keep taking up space complicated keep asking hard questions Mm -hmm. this is how change is made in an environment where they don't appreciate or are not open to differences Mm -hmm. but i don't always think that's the first place you should go you need to connect with people because it's the relationships that will further your cause if you find a match, mm-hmm. if you can't find a match and you recognize holes or gaps where people aren't being valued, then you got to speak up and be bold about it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. The next chapter is think out the box. And when I saw this, I just immediately thought, are there like easy strategies for women who, you know, aren't quick thinkers on their feeds or they cause they don't consider themselves really creative? Because sometimes you're around people, they're spitting it out, blah, 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 blah. And you're over there kind of just like, uh, uh, what, what, what I'm going to say, like, do, do you think that, I mean, that I know that's kind of like a person by person question, but like. That's what I thought when I saw think out the box. I'm like, some people don't even know how to think out the box. How do you think out the box? So what do you say to that? Well, in this chapter, I actually offer ways to help people start to think out of the box. Ah, yes. So one of the things that's really important is to um, is to think about what, listen to what other people are saying mm-hmm. and spin off of it. Mm-hmm. Start to picture in your mind what that might look like. Mm-hmm. And then you can be able to say, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be the first one to throw a bunch of ideas out there. You know, I'm not the most creative person, to be honest. I'm an engineer. I think in critical path me- methods, I like structure. Mm-hmm. I like order and things. I can see it unfolding in my head, but I can also see it unfolding in my head and start to see where I could make efficiencies better. Mm-hmm. And I can come up with what's considered different Mm -hmm. it's not super creative but it's different than the norm Mm -hmm. that's still creative Mm -hmm. buy yourself some time is the other way i would recommend is you don't have to quickly come up with an answer creativity in an area may require you to do some homework Mm -hmm. like i said you find the gaps in existing processes and consider how to close those gaps and that can come from spending some time looking at what other people have done and then finding out, you know, well, they don't address this. Answers don't often need to be determined on the spot. Okay. Brainstorming is one thing, but those it's just brainstorming. There's no right or wrong to it. You're just throwing ideas out and see what sticks. But what I found in this book is that with uh, the surveys that were done, lack of opportunity to Mm. lead was a prevalent concern 
for many of people who took the survey. Some of the respondents created their own clubs. Uh, another one of them created a mime ministry as an extension mm. to the drama ministry. Nice. Which is not normal, mm-hmm. right? That's not mm-hmm. a standard thing. Uh, another created a dance team because there wasn't one who appreciated a certain type of music. And so they created a dance team for that. Mm -hmm. That's not super creative, but it's different Mm -hmm. than what was in existence. Mm -hmm. The level of creativity in these examples is doing something different than the norm, but may not require quick thinking or extreme levels of innovation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. The next chapter is keep your eyes on the prize. How do you allow yourself to not get distracted and to stay focused on your dreams, your goals, desires, aspirations? How do you do that? Because life, it it absolutely has a way of doing that. And next thing you know, it's five years later and you're like, what happened? Where did the time go? (laughs) I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I will tell you the super why is it. Mm -hmm. So... And I share this story in the book. Um, My super why was I wanted to go to college, but not just any college. I wanted to go to an accredited college. And I wanted to to get there on merit or scholarship, some type of scholarship, whether it was athletic or merit, because I didn't want my parents to pay. Mm -hmm. I saw how hard they worked and I was determined that I was not going to have them in a situation where they were going to have to pay for my college. Cause there were four of us mm-hmm. and I'm the oldest. I was trying to have them set that money aside for the others. The super why is the ultimate reason that keeps you focused and makes you pause to ask if the distraction is more compelling than the long-term goal. Mm-hmm. And it has to be something that's so you don't want it to be superficial. You have to dig deep uh-huh, uh-huh. because otherwise if it's superficial, then you're not going to follow. It's not going to be something that comes up. You can say, well, Hey, you know, this, this is more important and I need to stay focused. It doesn't mean, and it's almost the needs and wants kind of thing. It doesn't mean that you can't have something you want, uh, want along with meeting those needs and staying focused but what happens is, is that there, that overlap is great. But then when you have to just determine between which one I have to go with in mm-hmm. order to achieve my overall goal, mm-hmm. it's going to be so, the super why is going to be so compelling. It's going to make you stop and think and say, this is more important. Mm-hmm. I have delayed gratification. I need to, I need to stay focused. Um, I had a phrase that I always said when I was younger and I don't know why, but it, it came from something is the functional before the fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I was a teenager doing this to myself, but it was so important because I had to get to college. I was going to be the first female in my family to go to a four-year college. Wow. That was big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do it. I was going to be that one. And that became my super why. They weren't going to pay for it, but I was going to go to college and I was going to walk away with an education from a an accredited college that was going to set me up for the future that I envisioned for myself. And that super why kept me focused and I was able to do it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it just shows it can be done, can be done if you stay focused um, and keep your eyes, as you say, on the prize. I love it. 
The next chapter, stuff happens. What do you do when you experience roadblocks, setbacks? How, how do you get yourself to a place that you don't stay stuck? Uh, and, I, and I use those words carefully because roadblocks and setbacks, maybe I should just say setbacks because like, um, you know, some of we have families, we have children. Those aren't roadblocks. So that's life happening. Um, but you still are who you are as an individual. And that's something I'm uh, very much an advocate of. Um, a lot of people will say, well, you're a mother and you're a wife now. Like, that's it. That's your life. Mm-mm. That's my that is my ministry. That's at this God, you know, and then my family. That's clear. But you still you're still a person and you still have, you know, desires and goals that you want for your life. So what do you do in those situations? Well, I would say, first of all, anything worth doing is going to take time and effort. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And there shouldn't be an expectation that it would be. Mm -hmm. You you need to walk in, although not being negative Nancy's, Mm -hmm. um, you need to walk in expecting that things do happen Mm -hmm. and they happen for a reason. However, realizing that the setbacks do happen, it's important to keep that super why in front of you because it helps you get back or actually stay on track Uh or determine if the setback is rerouting you to something better. When you evaluate the situation, there are times when a setback occurs And it points you in a whole different direction than you expected. But it turns out to be the the plan that God had for you. Which turns out to be better than the one you had for yourself. Mm, How about that? How about that? If you just let him do it. I always say that if you would just get out the way. I'm talking to myself now. And let him do it. My God. Let go and let go. My God. What he has is so much greater. And and it's a, I believe it's a, it's a verse, it's a scripture in Proverbs. When you just keep trying to get in the way, he's going back. He's going to be like, all right, well, you won't let me do it. You won't let me do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's very powerful, very, mon- very monumental and very true. Um, the I believe the last chapter, what's next? Uh, when I saw this, I thought, can you plateau? You know, can you plateau once you reach your goals? Uh, do you know, do you continue to strive for higher new goals more or, or do you be content with where you are? Because you met your goals. Right now, I I said this phrase before. It's an it depends kind of answer. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is that you set goals, but they're typically interim goals. Your mm-hmm. life changes. Mm-hmm. And so the, once you achieve those interim goals, why not establish the next set of goals to keep going. But the only thing I would say is you also have to take time to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are not present mm-hmm. and it's all about taking the next step on the ladder, you not only don't enjoy it, but you really don't embrace what's needed to get to that next level. Sometimes it's what you're, where you're at is the foundation for where you're going to grow. And sometimes growing isn't always in an upward, vertical direction. Sometimes it's going to be broadening from side to side. Sometimes it might be stepping back. And we got to keep remembering that there's no timetable. Uh-huh. It's not fixed. You don't know how long. I could. How many people have we heard go back and get their degree, uh, their college degree, when they're in their you know, fifties and above. Mm-hmm. We hear lots of stories like that. People mm-hmm. who go back and decide to get additional education 
in a totally different direction hmm. than their original career was from. My God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it depends. You evaluate where you are in your life. And for these young women, the start is you don't know where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. know where it's going to be. It's all about exploration, self-discovery, trial and error. And then it's going to give you an idea of where your strengths are and what you love and you'll head in that direction. And with guidance, you set up these interim goals that help you grow and you learn more about yourself. You Mm -hmm. get more data and you figure out, well, I'm going to adjust that or I'm going to combine these things. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to stay on top of and enjoy the moment so that you can make the adjustments in a way that it's going to be not going to be comfortable because mm-hmm. you're going to be leaning into your own discomfort and doing things you've never done before, but it's going to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this a little bit earlier. I, I want to talk about it just a little bit more. You mentioned about the workbook and um, having that work to working together, I believe with the book. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Do you all, is, is, do you offer workshops with this? Um, you know, if so, where and when? Absolutely. Um, so it, they're, they're on call per se. So mm-hmm. it's a pull. Um, I, I actually offer a lot of different things, mostly along the lines of uh, coaching and uh, leadership um, ex- with executives or with students. Uh, the goal is trying to understand where what it is they're trying to achieve in their leadership journey. It mm-hmm. may be about improvement. It may be about uh, starting the journey uh, to include uh, youth going to a service academy. I had the uh, opportunity to go myself and I know what it takes to be successful. Um, not only did I go, my husband went and I have a daughter that we coach and she ended up going to West Point as well. And then I'm a part of all these service academy groups. So we stay connected and we have these networks. Um, we also have virtual um it's virtual training or classroom training where you could have these workshops that talk about each chapter standalone. It's an opportunity to be able to focus on that particular topic in a way that allows you to really dig in deep. And then at the end of it, there's these activities that you get to do that help you understand not only the lessons that were learned, but how are you going to apply it? Put what it are you going to walk away with? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? You can journal there may be an assigned activity. Uh, there may be some uh, discussion with other people. Uh, but not only does it do that, it also, if the student or participant is not uh, the one that's receiving the information or doing something with it, the parent or guardian or counselor or, or sorority or youth leader, you can work with them to give them the tools to be able to have these discussions mm-hmm. with the um, with the uh, participant with the young women, young men, or whomever may be able to walk away from that uh, with with lessons learned, nuggets of information where they can grow. But that's my business is not only what I do for a living as an HR professional, but also I, I have a, a separate business. It really addresses these things specifically, and I offer my time to either virtually or in a classroom setting be able to share this information to help people learn. 
Awesome, awesome. Tell our listeners how they can find you on social media if they want to contact you, whether it's email, phone number, IG, Facebook, Twitter. How can they find you? Well, sure. Um, so my website is uh, www.apearlplusconsulting.com. A pearl. Pearl actually stands for prepared, equipped, and ready to lead. Hmm. Uh, plus a lot of the, uh, like you already heard a lot of the things that I, I also do from a consulting uh, service specifically. Uh, on LinkedIn, I'm under Tanya Carter. Uh, it's a uh, T O N Y A dash C A R T E R dash seven nine four nine three four one. I'm also on Facebook as uh, facebook.com slash a pearl plus. Uh, and, uh, and you can find me at Twitter um, or at a pearl plus, which is uh, twitter.com slash a pearl plus. And you'll find me that way as well. And all of them link together. So one of them will reach me. Sis, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was uh, literally sitting here and just getting nuggets from what you were saying. So I'm very appreciative for you coming on the show, telling us about your story and your book. I'm excited. Everyone, when it comes out, go get it. When is it coming out? Uh, The book will be out. uh, It's being released on February 25th. Okay. And uh, that is a great day uh, because there will be a promotion. You'll hear about it as I advertise. And if I didn't say the book title is Take Your Turn, hmm. A Leadership Guide to Success for Young Women. Tanya Carter, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone, until next week, when we come back with a new episode, I will talk to you soon. Stay safe. Be blessed.